Jason Kenny wants two Albertas, one for the wealthy and one for the rest of us. He wants two Albertas divided over people's rights. I want to continue to build one Alberta. I say we stick together through this final st stage from adversity to recovery to shared prosperity that we all... Are you better off than you were four years ago? That's the question Albertans will be asking when they choose their next government on April 16th. And for the vast majority of Albertans, the answer is no. We are worse off than we were four years ago. Since the NDP took over, the average family's take-home pay has gone down. Hello and welcome to the Press Gallery interview. I am neither Emma Graney nor Keith Jarine, who you may regularly hear in this uh, time slot, in this uh, podcast slot. Uh, my name is Dave Breckenridge. You may recognize my voice as a regular panelist on the Friday Press Gallery panel. And also if you listen to my other post-media podcast, uh, 10-3 we're doing something a little different here. Uh, we're in election season in Alberta. We want to give you a rundown of what's going on uh, as the campaign kicks off. So we thought we'd flip the tables and I'm going to be doing the interviewing of the people who normally do the interviewing. So in the studio with me, I have Claire Clancy, who uh, covers provincial politics uh, along with Emma Graney and Keith uh, for the Edmonton Journal and Edmonton Sun. Claire, thanks very much for coming in. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this. I, it's been a lot of anticipation for the Alberta election, and it is kind of fun to be in the interviewee chair for a bit. Okay, so set the stage for us. You know, what does Alberta and the legislature look like as we kick off this campaign? So in the legislature right now, the NDP have a majority with 52 seats, and that's uh, compared to the 25 seats of the UCP. So they're going into this with a large majority. But obviously, polling has shown that maybe the UCP are pulling ahead in lots of ways. So it is going to be, I think, a really interesting race. As we saw in 2015, when Rachel Notley's government was elected, um, they actually initially won with 54 seats, and that was when the PC party was decimated. Um, and obviously, it was Wild Rose Party, PC Party, uh, the main opposition there. They eventually merged in 2017 to become the United Conservative Party. And now that is led by Jason Kenney, who is going head to head with Rachel Notley. Um, and that's really what I think the next month of campaigning is going to be about. So why is it, do you think, that you know, you mentioned the NDP hasn't been doing well in in polls for people who follow tracking polls. I know they aren't necessarily a, a picture of where things will be on election day, but it gives a good sense of what the mood of the province is. Why do you suppose that a government that came in with a fairly strong mandate isn't doing, isn't sitting as well? Yeah, I think it comes down to what maybe the main election issue is going to be, which is the economy. When you're looking at polls, obviously they're up to interpretation, but rural Albertans might feel a bit left behind in, in terms of some of the job-creating policies that we've seen the NDP bring in. And really, I think you're looking at rural Alberta polls really supporting the UCP. And then in Edmonton and Calgary, it's a bit of a different story, but We've seen that Jason Kenney has said and Edmonton's going to be a battleground. It looks like for the NDP, it's going to be Calgary. So there's a lot of different moving pieces with this. Like I said, the economy is going to be the big issue here. Jason Kenney in particular has been uh, peddling a corporate tax break from 12% to 8%. I think that's going to be brought up again and again by the NDP. Even this morning, I was at Rachel Notley's first 
commitment, uh, which was related to petrochemical upgrading, and she brought up the corporate tax as an example of where they differ on economic policies. So you mentioned the economy. Obviously, uh, Alberta is a very, you know, dependent on the success of the oil industry. We have unemployment up in Alberta. We're still struggling to get a pipeline built. What is the UCP's main line of attack being in relation to all of that against the government? Yeah, the main line of attack is we haven't seen a pipeline get built under the NDP. What's going to happen with TMX? We're going to push harder for it to be built, which Rachel Notley again and again brings up Trans Mountain Pipeline saying, you know, we're the ones fighting hardest for it. And we have a corporate tax cut that Jason Kenney has been proposing, which obviously, as I mentioned before, will be a major issue. And in terms of job creation, that really is in every single speech that Jason Kenney gives. It's at every media conference. It's jobs, economy, pipeline. That is the three pillar message of the UCP campaign right now. And I think the NDP are really going to bring out probably some campaign promises about families. And we saw that with their throne speech. But I think they're also going to really hammer home. We're going to still try and create jobs. We're going to be getting this pipeline built. And yeah, that's what Albertans will be voting on. So you have a, a government that that in the lead up to the rich drop, not doing as well in the polls, they have some of their policies uh, seen as unpopular, at least used as uh, targets uh, by the UCP and, and other parties, the carbon tax for one, um, the minimum wage increase, their, uh, the way they rolled out the farm safety legislation a couple of years ago. This, in theory, was seen by many as kind of a, a cakewalk or a, a coronation for Jason Kenney, but it hasn't been all that smooth in the last couple months. What is the the basis so far in the NDP's campaign? Even though, though the writ dropped uh, just this week, they've kind of telegraphed how they're going to play this out. Yeah, this is so interesting to watch because really what the NDP are doing is they are focusing on Jason Kenney's character. About a week ago, there were new revelations regarding an ongoing controversy that's been an issue for about 18 months It's an allegation that when Jason Kenney won his leadership race in 2017, he actually collaborated or his team collaborated with Jeff Calloway, who he was running against. And the accusation is that Jeff Calloway's campaign was put in place specifically to undermine Brian Jean, who was Kenney's main competitor. And the term that has been thrown around Alberta politics is this kamikaze campaign. Over the weekend, Documents were leaked that showed regular communication between uh, Kenny's current deputy chief of staff and the Callaway campaign. And it really was the first kind of smoking gun, you could maybe say, showing that there was real coordination between these campaigns. Then on Monday, McLean's actually published a story showing that the Callaway campaign was funded by a $60,000 check from a corporate entity. And there were a lot of questions about where the Callaway campaign got that money. So there, there are allegations that the Callaway's campaign got $60,000 from somebody else. That would be, I presume, uh, against uh, elections laws that you can't donate that much money to one campaign, right? Well, we know that the RCMP is investigating something related to the Callaway campaign. But basically what happened is that the Alberta election commissioner started handing out penalties to people who had donated to the Callaway campaign. And he later said in an email, which was published by various news outlets, that some of the issues went beyond his purview. There are allegations 
that Callaway's campaign was funded, in part at least, through donations that were made in other people's names, which would break the law. So what has Jason Kenney said about that piece of it? Yeah, so he took questions from reporters for almost an hour on Monday about this. And on the financial donation issue, he has been very clear saying that him and his staff heard about these rumors in the fall. And he asked his staff if they knew anything about it. They said no. And then on the kamikaze campaign allegations, Jason Kenney has said that his staff did not collaborate to sink Jean's campaign. But he did acknowledge that their campaigns were talking, and he actually has said, oh, that's totally normal. That's just what campaigning is. As of right now, the police investigation, just so we're clear, the police investigation isn't specifically looking into Jason Kenny, right? Not at all. And he's actually said that the RCMP has not contacted him or members of his staff. And I think you're right. It's a very important distinction to make. So they're looking into whether the Callaway campaign uh, or people donating to the Callaway campaign were involved in any irregularities. That's as far as we know. And the RCMP has been pretty tight-lipped about what exactly they're looking into. So this really comes from various media outlets. We saw CBC break information about this and McLean's, as I said before. So really, there's a lot of uh, different possibilities about what they might specifically be investigating. Now, when you talk about collaboration between these these campaigns, there's nothing in the rules that says they can't talk to each other, right? I think regardless of whether it's illegal, what the NDP are saying now is that it speaks to Jason Kenney's character and that it was an unethical way to win a leadership campaign. And so that's really what we're starting to hear in Rachel Notley's speeches is she's hammering home the point that Kenny potentially lied, is what she's alleging, in order to win his leadership. Right, because the idea that they could have tried to put in place a candidate to help torpedo his opponent is more dishonest than just having regular communications. Like I understand Doug Schweitzer, who was also running briefly for the UCP leadership, admitted that, oh yeah, no, we collaborate, we talked with other campaigns, um, but the allegations against Kenny's team isn't just that they talked to one another, it's that there was kind of strategizing and um, the whole purpose of the campaign was to sink Brian Jean. Exactly. And also, Kenny has been asked about this issue over the last 18 months, and he has said that he was not involved in a kamikaze campaign. What has he said about his staff? Well, he's standing by Matt Wolf, who's the person mentioned mostly in those emails. And again, he says nothing unethical happened here, nothing untoward. It was all above board. And so no one's been disciplined. No one has resigned over this. And I think we'll just wait and see how the campaign plays out. So you think this will be kind of the key messaging from the NDP over the next few weeks while you have leader Rachel Notley announcing policy? I imagine we'll see uh, proxies in, within the, the party kind of step out and be the person who really focuses on Jason Kenney and, his, and what they see as deficiencies in his character. Definitely. And we actually have seen that too with three kind of attack style websites that the NDP have created called things like the truth about Jason Kenney. And what they're doing is going back through his record as a federal um, MP as well. 
And they're bringing up issues related to his record on voting for things like LGBTQ rights, et cetera. So those websites show what the NDP right now are thinking. Is, it, is Jason Kenney campaigning on those issues? Is he trying to bring those into the campaign or is he is he trying to keep his focus on uh, bread and butter economy issues? The majority of the UCP issues are all related to the economy. He has brought in a few kind of interesting ideas. He did have a policy announcement to increase funding for sexual assault survivor centers and resources, and that was kind of interesting. So definitely it's not only the economy, but it's important to note that over the last month, the UCP have shopped out so many policy ideas. It's been very interesting to cover because almost daily for the last few weeks, we've had an announcement from Jason Kenney about what he will do if he's elected premier. And what about the NDP? Are we seeing anything really substantial about what they'll do with a second term? They had a throne speech uh, a couple of days ago. Were there hints of what they're going to do or, or how are they framing this race? Yeah, I think they are. They are going to run on their record to an extent. But today actually was the first commitment that Rachel Notley made for what an elected government would do under her for a second term. And that was uh, increasing a program for petrochemical upgrading to $7 billion over the next decade. It's part of their larger strategy to try to get away from the boom and bust cycle of the oil economy. But in the throne speech, she definitely did make reference to some of the NDP policies we've seen in the last few years as well, including things like um, $25 a day childcare. Mm -hmm. I think we might see an expansion on that because that was specifically referenced. Uh, Also, protecting public health care was something that they really came down on hard because that was Bill 1 that they introduced, which obviously won't pass because the session stopped early. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they did bring in Bill 1, which was an an act to protect public health care. And it really was, I think, trying to show the policy divisions that as they see it between them and the UCP. They they talk about wanting to defend public health care, but didn't Jason Kenney also sign a giant novelty Bristol board Bristol board contract saying that he wants to defend public health care as well, right? So this is the the NDP while also trying to hammer Jason Kenney on personal issues. They I know they've spent a lot of time leading up to calling an election on on going at what they see not just as Jason Kenney's record, but a conservative record on any number of, of policies. Is, is that a fair assessment that they spent a lot of time at announcements also whacking at Jason Kenney or re- trying to stoke fear as to what he may do if he wins? I think that's fair to say. And with the public health care, that's a great example because Jason Kenney has promised it a universal, publicly funded, accessible health care system. In Canada, that's very expected from politicians. So it's interesting that the NDP have really decided to make this a campaign issue as well. There, so there, it's not just it's not just Kenny, but they're also trying to to raise the ghosts of Ralph Klein. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that that I like that. <laughs> I was going to also mention though that um, it's important to note that while the NDP and the UCP are the front runners for this election, we do have some other political parties at play here. There's the Alberta Party led by Stephen Mandel, who was a former Edmonton mayor. They just had their campaign kickoff yesterday, and they're running a. They said they're running a full slate of candidates, so they're trying to shop themselves around as the centrist party. And you know, it'll be interesting to watch to see if they're able to kind of 
wrangle any seats. Yeah, I was I was going to ask about what else was going on here. As you mentioned, Stephen Mandel, he also former health minister under uh, Jim Prentice. Um, he had a very short term. He ran in a by-election in late 2014 and then lost his seat in the 2015 election uh, to Dr. Bob Turner yeah. of the NDP. Um, what else is going on? You have the Liberal Party with a, a new leader, um, He's not necessarily known that much outside of uh, Calgary circles. His name's David Kahn. He's a Calgary-based lawyer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And he's taking over for David Swan, running in David Swan's riding against a couple of other... Well, there were supposed to be a couple of strong candidates, but one of them has since resigned. We we have a former uh, TV host who's running for the Alberta Party, Angela Cocott. If I'm not mistaken, if if that's, yeah, Angela, we have a former TV host, Angela Cocott, who's running for the Alberta party. And we were going to have uh, kind of a a young conservative star, Kaylin Ford run, but she's. uh, Yeah, there was some controversy with that. So Kaylin Ford uh, got heat on the weekend because some information came to light that she had messages on Facebook that sounded like she was defending white supremacy. I could get into the specifics, but I just won't because this is such a convoluted issue as well. Um, But basically, she resigned shortly after. She said she didn't want to be a distraction for the UCP. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kenny said that that was her choice. He didn't ask her to quit. Now that's a vacant UCP candidacy, and we'll see who takes it over. But David Kahn will be running against some pretty strong candidates. And Swan, as a popular liberal MLA there who's now retiring from provincial politics, I think it'll be interesting to see if David Kahn's able to hold on to that seat. Well, that riding is, uh, for for people who've been following Alberta politics for a while, that riding has switched back and forth in the past between PCs and liberals. So we was curious to see where that one goes. What about Derek Fildebrandt and his Freedom Conservatives? Derek Fildebrand has continued to be very interesting for the media. He actually came out this week and said that Jason Kenney and him had dinner and Jason Kenney had asked him to potentially be the candidate to run against Brian Jean and sink his campaign. So he's at the center of that controversy as well. Of course. Yes, of course. But he uh, he will be running against UCP Deputy Leader Leela Ahir in Chestmere Strathmore, which is a new redrawn riding. And so I think that will be one of the interesting races to watch for sure. Is Does the FCP... Uh intend to field a, a broad slate of candidates or are they working pretty small? Right now it's pretty small, I think. They do have a few, but we'll see how many they're able to ramp up in the next couple of weeks. And those are kind of the big five. Do we expect any other parties to pop up with? Well, we have Alberta Advantage Party has a few candidates. The Green Party has a few candidates. Uh, so we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, the Alberta Party has a lot of former Wild Rosers in it, mm-hmm. as we know. So it'll be interesting, I guess, to see what their plans are for the election. But yeah, it's an exciting time in Alberta politics. I think it's going to be a really interesting election. So what will you be watching for over the next few weeks? are you who, Which campaign are you following? Yeah, my plan right now, I think, is to really focus on following the NDP. And my colleague, Emma Graney, I think will be focusing on following the UCP. Luckily, we work really well together. So we're going to be trading notes and trading quotes and policies and everything. Uh, but obviously, we'll also have a journalist, I think, from the newsroom following uh, Stephen Mandel's campaign. And mm. we'll keep track of the smaller parties as we can, because it's important as well, so, so that people know what their options are. Well, I, you know, for people who want more information, go to edmontonjournal.com. For people who uh, listen to this podcast regularly, don't forget we will have regular panel episodes uh, weekly uh, um, and maybe more if, if news warrants, if uh, earth-shattering stuff breaks. So 
definitely subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. So find us, search the Press Gallery, um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And uh, yeah, watch for us uh, this Friday on the panel.